This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standar. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. John Shannon is speaking right now. Good morning, kids and kittens. John forgets to unmute his microphone and then gets upset with me because I will remind him. Well, that's actually what I, I should also <laughs> remind you that we're bass backwards on the old... Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah card there so <laughs> even though it says john shannon there on the on the left of your screen it is actually mr ed van ness from the radio tfi executive tower in queens new york that and is that is correct like the little young man said there uh from egan minnesota on the right well <laughs> the little man said it best i am john shannon uh, Mr. Van Ness, how are you this morning? Well, good morning, kids and kittens. I trust you've all had a wonderful week. Things have gone exactly how you hoped they would. And now you're waking up. You've listened to the exciting adventures of the Lone Ranger. Oh. Leading into us, you got a little taste of Willie Nelson there at the beginning. And by gum, we're going to do our best to inform and entertain you on this Fine, fine June 13th of 2020. Isn't that right, Mr. Shannon? Yeah. And by the way, I suppose I should uh, once again uh, thank Professor Medley for that uh, sage advice that fewer and fewer people seem to be listening to these days. Oh, man, I tell you. And I also have to tell you that I may have to break away from this at a moment's notice here so uh we got a two-hour show and 15 minutes into it ed might uh wind up testing his solo skills here but we'll we'll see what happens here. we will do our level best uh we 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 know what has to be done today and things are just fine so anyhow uh, now, now I'm totally discombobulated here because I can't. Uh, it, for those who are listening on the uh, uh, our audio only options, uh, such as uh, radiotfi.com, and also listening to the um, listening to on SoundCloud, uh, I'm sitting here and I'm looking 
listening or looking at this. And I guess I'm kind of like Ed in that way when it comes to wanting wanting just a little uh, perfection here. So anyways, that's if, if you look, if I look confused and stammer, and well, that's just my normal, that's just me, but <laughs> it may be enhanced at some point in time today. Oh, hey, just like that, it's magic. Good job, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Now all is all is right with the world. All is At well. Least. The graphics are up to date now, and uh, and life life as we know it is wonderful again. It's just something I should have done the other day. And anyway, let's yeah let's, exactly. Uh, I've got my cup of coffee. Ed's got his diet due. Mm-hmm. I will come out the healthier of that uh, exchange. We'll see. Oh, Jesus. Remember, I've, al- I've already stared down death and called well, it a, wu- a wuss. Hey, before we get going on anything else, I want to I wanna take a brief moment to uh, congratulate our friend Mike uh, at, at uh, uh, New York City Taxi Talk for he, he debuted a new brand new show last night on WVIP uh, coming out of New Rochelle. You can listen to it online. Uh, he... Uh, so there's a noise I haven't heard before. <laughs> Don't know what that is. Uh, neither do I. Okay, moving on. Uh, so so anyway, so so Mike, we we listened in for a, for a little bit there last night um, at two a.m. If I sound, I was a gonna little, say, what do you mean? What do you mean, we white man? My, I mean the royal we. I mean me. I mean me. I was up. Uh, producing our show and getting our show together those last minute touches but i also wanted to hear our friend there and uh uh for about the i listened for about the first half hour then i had to hit the rack because uh, i needed to be up and up and at him for for this this bright-eyed bushy-tailed for our endeavor here well i got open-eyed and uh and somewhere there's a tail so uh (laughs) But as always, Mike, you sound good on on the radio. You sound much better than you sound over the phone when you're on on the other show, uh, the Mike and Abe show. Uh, the music was uh, stuff I had never heard before. It's the kind of stuff that'll keep you awake at uh, at two o'clock in the morning. It was good. Don't misunderstand me. Uh, I wish I could have listened to the entire two hours, uh, but I'm sure we will. Hopefully, Mike's going to move into a different time slot there perhaps a little earlier and uh and congratulations on the new ventures sir i'd like to talk to him a little bit off uh off air when the what some of the things he went through was this something that this station is paying him for or i've had a couple of gigs where uh on radio where i've had to pay for the privilege and it was reasonable i believe that's what the station is wvip you can look it up online uh it was it was mainly Caribbean music. <laughs> it was an interesting night. I listened to it for for a little while, and uh, <laughs> Jamaica me crazy. Yaman, Ari. Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you want to play along on our little game, this is the two hour mothership edition of the taxi stand hour here on radio TFI. So 
What all you got? That you told me today that I could. If I, my presence wasn't even needed. You told me that I, you got so much to do there. So many, so many audio clips, and so what do we got here today, Monsieur? I, I never said anything like that. It wasn't even close. Don't try to pull oh. my. Don't try to pull my act on me. Okay. <laughs> Yep, he, he he he. I heard he told me. He said, "You know, you may as well just just go back to bed and curl up there." And- well, for for part of this, you might as well because it's something we we you know that you're. Uh, this is my specialty: reading. Oh, low blow! Start now. Coming out of the gate. Oh, okay. Com- coming out of the gate. I see we, uh, where we are now. Oh, not yet. You don't. So anyway, uh, so we'll start with, uh, and, and again, the big news, of course, is on everybody's mind, is is regarding uh, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. Uh, on my Twitter feed, I'm seeing a lot of Karens out there. And no to my sister, no, I don't mean you. Uh, and yes, I do have a sister. Although she Karen. was there. No, I'm kidding. You know what I mean by the Karens, the ones that are actually. There's a woman out in California. They got they got on video two days in a row with two completely separate people, just being just being a racist uh, trumpet. Uh, speaking of of racist trumpets, if you're not aware in uh, in New Jersey, there was a peaceful uh, protest march demonstration, and as they went by a particular home, there there were. Uh, they had all the Trump flags and the stuff on the trucks, and and uh, they were reenacting uh, George Floyd's murder. Uh, one one nitwit had his knee on the neck of another white trash nitwit, and guess what? One of them worked for FedEx. See ya. He's gone. <laughs> he got fired, and apparently the other guy was his twin brother who works for the New, uh, New Jersey prison. He works for the state and as uh, a corrections officer. Big mistake. And as of last last I heard, uh, his situation was under review, suspended, pending. So, so go on, go on, white trash, go ahead, make your. Uh... And by the way, something brought to my attention uh, that I I guess I completely forgot about, and most people do. Just to talk about the Confederate flag for a second, you know how uh, you you. you a lot of people talk about how it's their heritage. The Confederacy only lasted five years. It's, it's kind of a kind of a brief uh, for being somebody's legacy. It's, it's I've just, had I've had hangnails last longer than that. <laughs> Nirvana lasted longer than that. Yeah, no kidding. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's it's not like. It was there for hundreds or thousands of years, and it was a generational thing. It was five years. You know what it was? It was the uh, XFL of its time. Yeah. It, they, they tried to uh, do better than the, than the established league. And, they, uh, and, and, again, you don't get to fly your flag if you come in second. I said you know, this- when, I, when I was oh, – when I actually I, I had times where I uh, uh, wore a, uh, wore a, uh, a cap with a uh, Confederate flag on it, or or what have you. This was back with oh shoot thirty 
over 30 years ago. Because to me at the time, it was a, you know, I'm my own. It symbolized I was my own man. Nobody was going to tell me what to do. Blah, 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 blah. In other words, I was relatively, relatively ignorant. If Loser. You well, yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, because I had no clue. No clue what that meant. Mm. And... Um, I tell you, so yet I, in looking back, I feel real bad about it because there are just certain things. You realize there are so many things that we do that very well could have racist implications. Well, if you were, unless you were on the other side of that and being treated in a poor manner, you have... No idea, no idea whatsoever what it feels like to go through that. You might say, oh, so what? So what? You wore something with a Confederate flag on it. And that's exactly how, you know, I told, I would tell people I'm not wearing it because I'm a racist. I'm wearing it because it's what I want to wear. Well, you know what? Nobody's going to pull you aside and ask you. A black person is going to pull you aside and ask you why. Uh, you're wearing that, they'll just assume you're a racist uh, piece of you-know-what. So, well, well, let me ask you this. Did you have a sign associated with the hat that said, I'm not a racist, I just like the colors? No. no of course not. So, so nobody would know. By the way, I want to cop to something here. Well, I was aware of Tulsa and what happened there back uh, 99 years ago. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm a student of it. I was just aware of it. Until a few days ago, I had no idea that Juneteenth was a thing. I had right. no idea what it was. I still not entirely. Well, I, I'm kind of know, but I had never heard the word before. I had never heard that word before. And the first time I saw it, I said, is this Trump being an idiot again? And uh, speaking of Trump, somebody finally, finally came to their senses and pulled that rally off the next Friday. And they're doing it on Saturday now. I I mean, the fact that they scheduled that in Tulsa, 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 on Juneteenth, at all. You can't tell me nobody knew. Look, you had Stephen Miller, and you still have him writing that speech. Uh, and I can just, you know, Trump's going to go off on his own anyway, but... uh. Speaking of Stephen Miller, this is one of the funniest tweets I've seen all week. This is from Angry Staffer. And again, if you're not following this person, you really, really, really need to. They they got the inside dope on everything that's going on. They haven't revealed themselves, but, but they will after the election. And I believe them. But he's, he tweeted this week, uh, wait a second. And I quote, if Stephen Miller gets caught drinking blood from a unicorn and admits to being Voldemort, I get bingo. <laughs> so, you know. So look, when is when is that rally anyways? A week from today. Week from today. And we're going to send John uh, as our as our uh, uh, radio TFI correspondent to that yeah, rally. Okay. Confederate cap and all. John will <laughs> Yeah. We'll, John will be reporting live. 
I what? tell you what, I've never seen such a group of people in my life that are just hanging on every man on every word that man says. Well, isn't Tulsa just just the shot down uh, I thirty five from you, or something like that? Well, yeah. I get, well, you have to veer off to uh, thirty five goes through Oklahoma City. So I think you. I think it's Interstate forty four, if I'm not mistaken, and I probably am. That you have to take from Oklahoma City to Tulsa. But you can make it in a day. Oh, Christ, easily. Okay, pack your microphones and. Uh, yeah. We want we want live live broadcast and. Uh... So this is going to be on a Saturday. You know what time Saturday? <laughs> Does it matter? Well, because there was something, there was some little devilish idea I had, and I'll I'll talk to you about it offline if if. Oh uh... no. No, I'm not going to Tulsa. Uh uh-uh, uh, no way. Oh no no no! I'm talking about. I ain't wasting my freaking gas to go down there. Are you kidding? Oh no, the mouse has has decreed it. So. Yeah. You're the new Trump correspondent. You're going into the pool, into the White House press pool. Yeah, and uh I'll have one I'll have one of the mouse legs with me. Hey, whatever works for you, man. Whatever works for you. Um No, you know what we should do? Seriously. No, what should we do? We should one of us one of us should have have that on the old uh have that on the old uh the share screen function that we have on this. Uh-huh. Uh, listen to it. Uh-uh. Watch it, whatever. And be side by side. Just have a little fun with it while, while uh-uh. it's running. Uh-uh. <laughs> Look, broadcasting clips of him to uh, highlight his, uh, the damage he does is one thing. Devoting two hours of his blathering nonsense. This is how he got elected in the first place. Media outlets just not only giving him free airtime, but waiting for him. And uh, most of these outlets realize now the uh, the mistakes they made. I wonder how many are going to... I suppose they'll still all cover it. Well, sure. Uh, sure. Just like, just, like a ra- just like a train wreck, it's news. You know, sure. So. Absolutely. There's... Uh, you're you're you couldn't be more wrong if you were right, huh? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm saying anymore. So let's get into some of the uh, some of the sound clips we have from this past week. Now, some of them we might have played uh, during the week if you were with us on the PM version, the nighttime version, uh, the quarantine edition. Yeah, yeah, the quarantine. That's right. That's a cute name for it. We should. Uh, we, we should, should use, use that. that. Huh? Yeah, we should. We should. That's like remember back in the old days, you would uh, you'd have. Uh, uh, no, never mind. It's nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started going down a path, and I realized, no, it's nothing this like is the wrong way. Wrong. So turn around, go back. There's look. I believe it. The sign says bridge out. This time, I believe it. <laughs> I'm turning right around. Uh huh. <laughs> And that's why that is great radio. There you go. So, <laughs> so I, I, I want to start off with, with probably one of my favorite clips of all time. It's very short and to the point. It's uh, James Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, uh, talking about when, when he's asked what keeps you up at night. Keeps you awake at night. Nothing. I keep other people awake at night. I love that line. Mm, yes. I love that. 
that. It's, uh, oh man, I, I just want to, I, I could play that over and over and I just might. Uh, we've got, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Let's, let's listen to this about, about Bunker Boy. This also we played during the week. I went down uh, during the day and I was there for a tiny sh little short period of time and it was much more for an inspection. There was no problem during the day and I read about it like a big thing. Things were so bad that the Secret Service recommended the president go down to the bunker. We can't have that in our country. Uh, and so the decision was made we had to move the perimeter one block. One of them's lying and I think it's both of them. <laughs> And uh, let's see, what else do we got here? Uh, it was a fun week. It was a fun week. Uh, oh, here's a quote that from uh, General Mark Miley, chairman of the Joint, Joint Chiefs of Staff, who, uh, if you recall, out, outside Lafayette Park last week when they did the, uh, the little walk to the church, uh, he was the guy in the fatigues he put on his costume. But this week he said this, and I quote, I should not have been there, he said of the Trump walk to the Bible photo op. My presence in that moment and in that environment created a perception of the military involved in domestic politics. Not only well said, General, but, but it's about time somebody somebody close to this knucklehead spoke up and and it's refreshing to see that many in the military are speaking up now and uh you know hopefully that's going to be good because because come uh come january when we got to yank him out of there that's going to be that's going to be interesting i don't think he's going without a fight to be quite honest I don't think he's going to well, care. I don't think he's going to well, care. Oh, hang on one second. Let me finish my thought. I don't think he's going to care that no matter what happens, elections, no elections, uh, no matter how he loses, uh, at 12 noon on January 20th, he's done as president. It doesn't matter if you stay in the building. That that doesn't matter at all. So I want to see him come out in cuffs. I want to see a perp walk. That's what I want to see. Well, you were telling me, because I mentioned this was a big fear of mine. I mentioned this, Jesus, had to have been a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago. Yeah, here goes my memory now. Wow, it's actually kicking in. Wow, shocking. But, Somebody call a doctor. You and I, you and I had this conversation that, you know, don't worry your pretty little head. He's not going to, you know. He'll be out the door. Uh, he'll be out the door uh, when the time comes. Uh, you think I, I'm paraphrasing you, but uh, no, you told me not to worry about that. There's no chance that'll happen. Oh, no, I've never said there's. I've been worried mm. about that since day one. But here's here's the other scenario I see. I think he uh, he sneaks out the day before. And jets off to a country with no extradition. <laughs> Seriously, I know he he's got some friends there, say in uh, North Korea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Russia. Yeah, oh, no. He's got some friends to. Oh, no. He doesn't have a friend in North Korea anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, they came out the other day and said, and I don't have the quote in front of me, unfortunately. I didn't think we'd be talking about it. Uh, they basically said, eh, we, we really don't buy into anything the U.S. is doing, so we got, we got no business with them. And remember, remember, Kim, Kim Jong uh, Untu Twa, Trump said his letter was beautiful. It was perfect. It was, yeah. Guess what, Trumpy? They're turning on you, Captain Coppertone. Just wait until you lose the election and you call Vlad. Poppy, I want to come home, Poppy. He's going to say, who is this? Who is this? New phone. <laughs> who this? That's what he's going to get. <laughs> he would have, like a used Kleenex, he would have served his purpose. And you know what Vlad's going to say to him, Putin? See ya! Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, so go, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I'm just going down the list of uh, of our sound bites here. But you go right ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. You actually remembered something, so I don't want to stop you now. Well, when you when you said when you said this new phone, who new phone, who who's this or who this or whatever, who this? Ah. Uh, Somebody else said that, and they were. It was on Facebook, and it was referring to this uh, this uh, chuckle butt that. Um, what the hell is his name now? Uh, Ciceroni or oh, Cicerelli C- or Cicerelli? <laughs> yeah. This uh, new phone. Who it is? It was so funny because he tweeted. He tweeted out because of the uh, because NASCAR is not going to allow the uh, Confederate flag anymore. Anywhere, you know, on the, on the, in the stands or anywhere, they're not going to allow it anymore. And you know, he basically come out with, y'all can't let me have that, uh, that my, my precious Confederate flag with me. That's it. I'm resigning. I'm retiring after the, the race season's over. And that's total. That's he since deleted his Twitter account. So I couldn't even go back and, um, had to go back and actually uh, look or try to go back and look. Uh, Google or uh, NASCAR, and it's the official NASCAR account. Um, replied, but well, we had to we had to look you up on Google Google to see who you are. I, you know what, we talked about that the other night, and and um, I, I remember you had retweeted that, and I and I commented. Uh, on that and I said yeah NASCAR sent out a tweet and then I realized that uh, later that night I was going through my bookmarks and I said oh it was John that sent me that yeah yeah NASCAR kind of <laughs> kind of gave him a, a, the back of the hand there and I'm presuming that was the that was the actual I said it the other night it, it, it could have been somebody phonying up dummying up a, a, a NASCAR account but uh, just the same it's just the same yo it's it's right there in that line of thought New phone. Who this? Yeah. Sorry, we don't know and you, then, pal. Uh, by the way, let's so, re- let's remember too. He he has not won a race. Period. Yeah, apparently, his he has never finished better than like thirtieth in any race. He's basically the guy driving at the back, I guess, waiting for parts to fall off other cars. I I don't know what you know what he. I guess it's safer in the back. You don't have to well, drive there, as fast. 
there is one there is going to be one exception to the uh to the rule when it comes to the um confederate flag uh they will always let them wave or it will be an official flag as a matter of fact the white flag that's right that's right the flag of the confederacy that is permitted <laughs> on the grounds we uh so you have fun with that and uh you're losers okay the confederacy lost it was a nice try they gave it their best shot hey it didn't work out i miss the xfl but you know what i'm not going to be screaming about it for the next hundred and some odd years well but there's there's hope yet for vince mcmahon's group i get a feeling <laughs> well because you're because you're probably going to have probably a half a dozen uh half a dozen on the yeehaw circuit that are going to be so pissed off at the uh at uh, NASCAR for not allowing them to have their precious Confederate flag, that we're going to actually start the we're going to start a league called X Car. X Car. X Car. Yeah, it'll have five or six, five or six hillbillies that want to go, and they're going to make it a dirt track. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's going to and every and before each race, you're going to reenact the whole Dukes of Hazard the. The General Lee, where it jumps up, uh, hits a ridge and jumps up over, and and uh, I don't know where it actually winds up landing, but they're, they're gonna, they're gonna make it thrilling and make it a figure eight track. Oh, now that would be cool. Wait a minute, I'll do you one better—a figure eight track on the beach. Oh, there you go. Remember the Daytona Five Hundred originally part of that was run on Daytona Beach on the actual beach. I- I didn't know that. Oh really. yeah, I've actually driven on Daytona Beach. They weren't happy about it. No, you can. I, I, <laughs> it's been years, and I'll tell that drunken story someday. And that was a drunken. Oh God! But no, yeah, I, I don't know if if you can still do it. But yeah, you can drive on the beach. I drove on uh, on um, drove on the beach on Padre Island with my souped up minivan oh, this boy. is many years and i bottomed out <laughs> oh that was oh that was not did, fun did you have your confederate <laughs> cap on did, did i have my computer no no pro- no but i think i had my my texas hat so you know yeah. that's, that's the same damn thing almost yeah yeah let's uh Hook'em horns. Hook'em horns. horns. There you go. <laughs> now you're talking. Now now I feel better about. <laughs> and I was I was I was stone cold sober too. So And that's the sad part. That is the sad <laughs> you know, there's nothing sadder in this world and you do something stupid. You can't blame alcohol. You can't blame alcohol. That is what alcohol was invented for. So we could do stupid stuff and go, oh, wasn't me. It was my pal, uh, uh, Johnny Walker. <laughs> and his buddy Jim Beam right his beside him. Jim, don't make me dig up that song. <laughs> look, look Thurgood's already pissed at us for using uh, using one song as our theme song. Let's not... Uh... He does not allow his music to be used, by the way. And, and we, we do this in direct violation of copyright and uh mr thurgood we do it with love and respect and uh if you ever want us to stop we certainly will have one of your people contact us and 
my computer has just gone kooky here. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Cortana showed up. I don't know why. But anyway, uh, enough of that. Enough of that silliness. What else we got? Oh, oh. What, other, what other silliness you got there? Well, let's see. Let's, let's uh, here, we've got, we've got Press Secretary Barbie uh, twisting herself in lies about uh, Barr, Bill Barr. You remember him. Is there any, um, a week after what we saw in Lafayette Park last Monday night, are there any people here in this building who believe that, or does the president believe that perhaps things went the way they shouldn't have gone? Is there any regret on the part of the president or anyone here about how people were treated, people who were peacefully protesting and how they were rushed out so violently? No, there's no regrets on the part of this White House because, look, I'd note that many of those decisions were not made here within the White House. It was A.G. Barr who made the decision to move the perimeter. Monday night, Park Police also had made that decision um, independently when they saw all of the violence in Lafayette Square. Um, and when, before these protesters were moved by Park Police and they issued that tactical order, there were three loud warnings. And as I believe it was A.G. Barr on Face the Nation noted, um, that some of those protesters moved back and adhered to the warning, but others of those protesters started hurling objects, and that was unacceptable. And Park Police acted as they felt they needed to at that time in response, um, and we stand by those actions. The, the country. I got to tell you what, they really hit a home run with, with this, uh, with Press Secretary Barbie, because unlike the other stammering fools they've, they've had up there, she gets right into the lie. She digs in and she says it with such conviction. There's no stammering. She believes it's true. She believes every word of it. And she, no, I, I mean, she's good. She's very good at, uh, she's, uh, she's better than Kellyanne as far as I'm concerned. You know, the, me, uh, the meth gator, uh, who we haven't seen a lot lately. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she's very good at it, and she will she will stare you down. I watch her get given these uh, these uh, answers that make no sense, and and uh, you know, good for her. She's a I think she graduated Harvard or something like that. Uh, you know, she knows her stuff. She knows how to lie, and she's very very good at it. I give her that much. I almost believe her sometimes. You know. <laughs> Easy now, easy now. Hey, you know, but she's... You're just other. smitten. That's the only yeah. reason. Well, I don't know if I'm smitten. I don't know if I'm smitten. I saw an AOC campaign ad the other night on TV. I almost lost it. I want to run to the <laughs> polls right now. And it's only across the street. Uh, I didn't I didn't realize she was running again this year. I guess two years is up. Uh, oh, she is going to she is gonna run? I sure. wish she'd be foolish not to. She'd be foolish now? Are you kidding me? She's yeah. uh, whether you agree with her or not. And I know there's a lot of people out there disagree with her, mainly because she's young and Latina. You know, you I think you listen to the squeaky voice, which is cute as all heck. And I'm just going to have to listen. I'm just going to have to take some time to get a couple of YouTube clips and just yeah, uh, you should do that. Just but for giggles. You've got to get past. And I'm being serious here. Uh, you know the whole little girl uh the sound of her voice really is doesn't help her but yet she still got elected it's not how she says it it's what she's saying well here here's the thing you have to look at it's kind of like uh well if you if you think about it it's kind of like we have here in uh in minnesota with um uh 
now. I can't even think of her name. Amy Klobuchar. No, no, no. Well, Amy, yeah, too. She kind of she kind of represents the state, you know, the aw shucks, uh, hot dish eating, you know, that that type of. Uh, oh, she's as thing. white as white gets. Are you kidding me? Oh, I I know, but I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking more about uh, Elon Omar. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, and the the fact that she she represents an area, very diverse area. But uh, there is a ton of Somali Americans that live in that area. And she reflects the district in which she represents. Definitely reflects it. And that's why they're called representatives. Exactly. Exactly. I've always like, I'm going to cut you off there for a second because I've always said, say what you will about uh, Miami, Florida and Miami-Dade County. People would complain, oh, it's nobody speaks English down there, blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you what, the Cubans came in. Uh, they they came in from Cuba. They, they looked at the system and said, okay, hold my beer or hold my cerveza. Mm-hmm. And they got their people elected into key. I tell you what, you're hard-pressed to find a politician in a major position in Dade, Miami-Dade County whose last name doesn't end in an O or a Z. Yeah. And I'm not being I'm not being funny about that. It's and true. It's true. Over the years, and that's now they get things done the way they feel is best for their community. I mean, they're looking out for everybody, but look, how do I know something's going to be done my way if I do it myself? Yeah, isn't that the truth? Hey, let me take a time out here real quick. And I'm probably going to butcher his name. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to try his try to pronounce his last name. I apologize. Okay. But uh, I'll, I'll take his Twitter handle. Um, it looks like it's <laughs> Arthur. Oh, my God. And I apologize, sir. Ar- we're going to just take your Twitter handle here. Arthur1965. Chicken. Hey, yeah, well, hey, that's my middle name. <laughs> But uh, he says, listening and watching from Perth, Western Australia, 30 years cabbie. I know oh, hello, sir. And now, and now uh, seven years town car owner. Cheers. So thank you for listening. I'm a, I am assume you're probably uh, one looking at our little scorecard up there. You may even be one of them that's, uh, that's uh, listening right now. And, well, and we, we appreciate- surely... Surely appreciate it. And, you know, use the form seven six or seven five four eight zero zero chat. Although I'm sure that's a an enormously high uh, long distance call, but you can tweet us. You can send us a text if you'd like, um, or send a little message uh, via the um, uh, the scope via the the scope. Thank you. I made that up, and I still can't remember it. No, you can't. Isn't that sad? This that, was that all about just. This was all about you, by the way. That's my one dollar bamboo back scratcher for those of you watching on the scope. And by the way, to our, our new friend there down in Perth, just to uh, we've we've gone over this a number of times. Uh, we don't always get into taxi related stuff, despite the name of the show. You're you're a thirty year man, you know. You pull up onto a taxi stand, there's no telling what you're going to talk about, and that's how we do it here. And we like to get into industry stuff when we can, when there's things to talk about. Uh, that's how we started. But 
you know, lately it's it's what's uh, what's going on out there in the world, and of course, uh, we hate our president, and we'd be happy to swap with you. We'll we'll even pay for shipping. Send us your. Uh, I believe you have a prime minister. I I forget, and I apologize, but uh, we'll swap, and we will pay for the shipping. Promise. Personally, 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 out of my pocket. I'll buy his plane ticket down there, and uh, I'll even send a week's worth of uh, McDonald's cheeseburgers, Big Macs, to, to keep him fed. You're on your own after that, but, uh, but anyway, welcome aboard. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here, and uh, feel free to participate in the show, and that goes for anybody listening, whether you're uh, watching us on The Scope, uh, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, join us live, uh, whether you're listening to on the app, which we don't talk about much anymore, or you found us on uh, RadioTFI.com. Uh, we're, we're here for everybody. We, we want to participate in, uh, in, with everybody. Join the conversation here on the Taxi Stand Hour, which, much to John's chagrin, is two hours long here on Saturdays. Isn't that right, John? Oh, my God. I, 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 I am just, one of these days, just going to bring the old... I think I figure out a way to get a recliner in this uh, little... To- five by five cracker box i call a <laughs> studio slash office and then forget all bets are off i get that recliner get my feet up all bets are off bets i might off. be right on top of the microphone like this <laughs> or i might be over there somewhere you mean over in the corner with gil christ exactly by the exactly. way we're, we're we're working with gil christ agent we're, we're trying to get him on the show more it's uh, it's been very tense negotiations, mainly because when he's awake, I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay. So what else have you got here? Well, let's. Uh, here's a very interesting one, and, and actually very, a little bit moving. This is from the Reverend Ginny Gerbesi of Saint John's Church. You know where Saint John's Church is? Uh. It stands right behind the idiot holding the Bible up. Oh, okay. So let's take a listen to a phone call she made. I was coughing with tear gas so that that man could stand there and hold a Bible in his hand to look Christian. And it would be far more Christian if he would behave according to the words in that book instead of just carrying it around with him as a prop. That is a for real reverend of a for real church in a uh, contrived photo op. And uh, yes, yes, to our new friend down in Perth. That's our president, damn it. Top that. I dare you. With your, uh, with your dingoes and your kangaroos and uh, your what, what, uh, Qantas. And I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Uh, anymore? Anymore. <laughs> He's new. He doesn't know. He's new. Oh, we better get him introduced quickly. <laughs> don't, don't confuse the new ones. Okay, I'm. I might be able to pull this act off for a couple of weeks with the new ones. Jeez, give us a chance here. Oh, guess who? Guess who has flipped out of his mind? Apparently, uh, it could be any number of people. So I don't risk a guess here. Tucker Carlson. Oh, I sound like that's new. Wait, do you hear this? Okay, from our favorite bow tie wearing uh, boat anchor. Mitch McConnell is the most powerful Republican in the Congress. He runs the Senate. That's the one chamber Republicans still control. So what did Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, do today 
as American society began to unravel. Mitch McConnell did not defend the country, much less defend you. He read talking points that Nancy Pelosi could have written and that benefited only her. Many Republican senators did that today. These people are cowards and they are liars. They pose as your protectors. They would sell you out for the price of lunch and laugh as you were hauled away. Now, now are you hearing this? I couldn't believe this. He's talking about the Republicans. Mm-hmm. And, and this, to me, is another indicator of legal pressure coming down on Fox News for the damage that they did, the lies, the misinformation they spread. Or have been spreading. Okay, uh, but now I'm curious. During, what during did the, I don't know? What I was, did they do? They don't know, huh? I, I don't know. I was trying to find out. Okay. I couldn't find it. But who cares? He's he's turning his back on on his peeps. And again, I believe it's because they're uh, they're under scrutiny now. Uh oh, we done messed up. We better start sounding. Uh, and by the way, he's lost. He lost a couple of big advertisers this past week. I heard that. Yeah. So he's. Uh, <clears throat> you can only you can only get along so so far with uh, with Willie's Wigglers, the best bait you can find on the East Coast, as advertisers. <laughs> I was trying to think there was there's a there's an advertiser from the old WKRP uh show it was something it's bait it's basically willie's wigglers or wormers wigglers or something like that i gotta i'll find the name of it but uh so yeah so there's you know they're ter- starting to eat their own uh what was it about a week or so ago hannity hannity's been turning i'm telling you it has mm-hmm. to do i i have nothing to prove this i have nothing to base it on except my own rock solid uh <laughs> brain power because I do have. Hey, uh, I don't want to interrupt you here, but I do need to step away. Just well, John's moment. gonna John's gonna step away for a moment while he does that. We're gonna continue on here. Uh, I got a I got a few more things that I want to talk about. Uh, I want I want to do another tweet from one of our favorites, the Horse Whisperer, at Horse Whisperer. It's H O A R S E W I S P E R E R. That's the actual handle. Uh, and they make a very good point here. It's somebody I follow, by the way. Very, very funny and very insightful at times. Uh, this was a s- couple of tweets in a row uh, asking this very pertinent question. Why do you need to renew a driver's license? They don't retest your ability to drive. They already know where you live. You already have to update them if, you, if your name or address change. So what legitimate public safety purpose does the renewal serve? And if it doesn't actually serve a legitimate public safety purpose, why do we accept tens of thousands of unnecessary confrontations between motorists and armed police officers over expired licenses? It's a it's a very valid point. Uh, I I I was kind of surprised myself how much I agreed with it after I read it. Uh, it's true, it's true. Uh, I I was watching something last night. And not one, but two in two separate segments, the suggestion of have police stop doing traffic infractions. There's no need to confront somebody. Uh, just write down the tag uh, and send them the ticket in the mail uh, because that's a, that's how most of them are going to end anyway. Uh, you know, let, let parking enforcement do that. But it's true. You've got to let them know 
when you make any changes anyway. So really, what's the difference? Why do we need to go through these confrontations? This, of course, goes goes through the uh, the defund the police, and that's a bad word. That's that's not the word. The sentiment is on is on point, but the phrasing, the slogan, is not. That needs to be that needs to be worked at. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about this, and as far as Look, not all police are trained to do mental health calls. When you call 911, you're already being asked, what's your emergency? I, I answered 911 calls for a very brief time when I was living in Broward County. I worked for uh, Broward County Fire Rescue very briefly uh, in, the, uh, in the call center. And uh, police, fire, a rescue. So you're already doing that. Uh, you train your people to uh to discern what kind of assistance they need and and we go from there because a guy with a gun is not always the best answer uh imagine somebody that's that's had a bad run-in with the police they have a problem at home uh and they need to go to the hospital and the next thing you know a bunch of cops are walking into their house uh and they, they could possibly freak out about that we the police don't always need to intervene. We certainly need them. There's no question. But we need to redefine what it is they do and the scope of their authority. I watched another video today uh, from Tulsa, two, two young uh, African-American males uh, for jaywalking. Oh, my God, you, you would have thought they were the, uh, the Lindbergh baby kidnappers. It, 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 the way they were being roughed up by the police for jaywalking, apparently apparently uh one kid was in the car they dragged him out and started on him again it's look and, and they were both handcuffed by the way both in handcuffs you've you've restrained them okay if they want to jump and yell and scream let him he's in the car close the door let him do his thing okay if he's gonna bang up the car he's gonna bang up the car and uh so we got that uh I wanted to do this when John was here, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, this is from our good friend Mitch, Moscow Mitch, an actual uh, Twitter, and John's back with us. Hello, John. I'm just about. Oh, I'm glad that you wanted to wait for, wait for me there to come back for this. So, well, our good pal, uh, 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 Moscow Mitch, Mitch, Mitch the, the bitch. bitch, Mitch the bitch, uh, our. Here's what he tweeted. He doesn't get a tweet sound effect, by the way. Our republic can survive a pandemic. It can survive civil unrest. But ideas and deliberation are our foundation. America cannot be America if civil disagreement becomes a contradiction in terms. Anti-speech silencing tactics are a cancer cancer in a free and open society. Really? Ask Merrick Garland about that there, Mitch. You know... How about yeah. the how about those four hundred bills you've been sitting your fat ass on for a couple of years now? Okay, I uh, I watched a brief couple of minutes a part of a debate. Uh, the Democratic primary in Kentucky is coming up. Uh, I didn't realize there's three people Yeehaw. running. Huh? Yeehaw. Yeah, uh, not only Amy McGrath, who's gotten most of the, the the ink on this, but there's two other gentlemen as well 
And I'll tell you what, this Mike, oh, goodness. And again, I don't have his name here. Uh, she might have a run for her money with this guy because he didn't hesitate to answer questions truthfully while the other two did. But either way, uh, I think McConnell is just about doomed here from what I'm seeing. I, I could be wrong because people are funny. People are strange. Cue the doors music. Uh, mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, something we haven't done in a couple of weeks, and I'm looking at my my notes for this week. Uh, the stock market. I'm just going to throw this in apropos of nothing. Emergency button. Uber, now you're just showing off. Yeah, I am. Uber closed this week at 32.24, down $5.03 from last week, which, by the way, we didn't report the stocks at all. Lyft. Lyft is at $36.89, down $1.82. So, as always, congratulations on those stocks there, kids and kittens. And we got stock news on. We, we got we got news uh, in the second hour. We got, uh, oh, a few Uber things, few Uber pieces of news. So, uh, oh, where's my stuff? Going? Any of them from Australia? Uh, not off the top of my head. I don't believe so. But Okay. You know, they've got their own special set of problems down there. And uh, Look, when Uber takes a shot in a shot in the gut from anywhere on the planet, it's a good thing. Oh, yes. It's a good thing. And they got shots coming their way. We're going to talk about, or at least try to talk about intelligently, uh, to what's going on out in California with AB5. Uh, we'll just tease that with with uh, the California Public Utilities Commission uh, has stated that Uber drivers are cons- Uber and Lyft drivers are considered employees under AB5. And uh, again, we should try and get some of our friends out in California to uh, touch base with us, do an interview with us. We're going to try that this week, try, try to tape an interview. It's tough with the time chain, with the time zones, time difference. That's what I was going for, the time difference. Uh-huh. But we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about it a little bit. And uh, meanwhile, let me, let's finish up with some of the other. Uh, oh, here, this, this is a quick one. Uh, Captain Coppertone talking about the, the chokeholds this week. And I think the concept of chokeholds sounds so innocent, so perfect. So innocent and so perfect. A chokehold. A chokehold. You heard it, Skippy. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. This is one, this is one of my favorites. Press Secretary Barbie talking about the uh, the seventy five year old gentleman in Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take the a listen. One, the to one that. that supposedly uh, faked falling on his head and That's having right. blood come out of his. He must be an ex professional wrestler. He must know how to do those things. He Surely fa- he knows how to take a bump. He fell harder than he was pushed, I believe, is the... Yeah, that's the quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little thing called inertia. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you so much. Does the president regret tweeting out a baseless conspiracy theory about a 75-year-old protester on the morning of George Floyd's funeral? The president was asking questions um, about an interaction in a video clip he saw, and the president has the right to ask those questions. But does he regret tweeting out this protester was assaulted? 
The president does not regret standing up for law enforcement men and women across this country. And let me say this and just give you a little bit about the mindset behind the president's tweet. Look, we're living in a moment that is, it seems to be reflexively anti-police officer. And it's unacceptable to the president. In this tweet that he sent out, he was in no way condoning violence. He was not passing judgment on these two officers in particular. But what he was saying is this. When we see a brief snippet of a video, it's incumbent upon reporters and those who are surveying the situation to ask questions. Rather, upon the president to have facts before he tweets anything out, he's the president of the United States. The president did have facts before he tweeted out that undergirded his question. It's not a baseless conspiracy theory. It's not a baseless conspiracy. No, not at all. I won't acknowledge that because look, you had. Let's contrast this to the George Floyd situation, which that horrific video that we all saw. Every single police officer that I saw across the country came out and said. This is an inexcusable action, and I condemn this police officer. In this case, there were 57 police officers who said, I resign in protest over the way these two officers were handled. And the president says those law enforcement officers have a right to be heard. Now, in, in the couple of minutes we got left here before we go, go into our break, uh, she's flat out lying at the end there about the 57 officers. Uh, That's... That he tweeted out that this guy was Antifa. Okay? That's what mm-hmm. he's that's what he put out there. She is lying through her pretty little face. And yes, I know that's a very, very uh sexist thing to say, but I don't care what she thinks of me. She doesn't deserve it. No, she is pretty though. Cards and letters, folks. Cards and letters, that's right. Ed Van S. I'm the one on the right as you look at the screen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Monday night, I'm putting your home address up there, too. Mm-hmm. Well, two can play at that game. I doubt that seriously. <laughs> I doubt that seriously. Well, just to remember the latest microphone you sent me? Yeah. Had your return address on it. Oh! Curses foiled again. There you go. <sighs> Speaking of my microphone. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so so that's going to that's going to do it for. We've got really nothing that uh Oh, I got I got something I'm going to play in hour 2. You're not going to believe this. This is one of the best pieces of audio. Yeah, we'll hold you to that because you know there is standards we have here. Oh, I believe me, John. You are gonna love this. You're just gonna go cuckoo bananas over this, and uh, we'll we'll play it. Uh, we'll play it uh, just after we come come back. Uh, okay. And it's it's gonna be fantastic. And for those of you who have not been with us, we're coming up at the end of the first hour. We take a little break here. We're gonna play a little music. Stay tuned. There'll be a little something funny on the other side just before we come back on. And uh, and then we'll be back with the second hour is a little lighter. We try to do the lighter fare. If well, we I don't know. I'm still going to weigh 240 and you're still going to weigh, I don't know, whatever it is you weigh. So I don't know how you can say it's lighter. We'll okay. be back.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Hi, this is Mike King. If you want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour, call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. Now, Donna, you got quite the vent today. It sounds like what's going on with you. Well, I wanted to voice my opinion on something that's been bothering me for a really long time. Okay. Um, I've, I've tried writing the newspaper and contacting uh, TV stations, but nobody seems to want to stay with this. So that's why I'm calling you guys. What's, okay, the, um, what's the issue? Well, <clears throat> over the past few years, I've been involved in three separate car accidents involving deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the population and everything. Um, each of these incidents, they've occurred shortly after I saw a deer crossing sign on the highway. Well, my frustration is that Minnesota and North Dakota Departments of Transportation would allow these deer crossings to be in such high traffic areas. I mean, I've even seen them on the interstate. Why are we Mm -hmm. encouraging deer to cross at the interstate? I don't get it. That's such a high traffic area. I mean, I understand that deer are wild animals. They need to travel across the streets occasionally to survive. And, of course, to find food. But um, it seems to me that so irresponsible of us allow these deer crossings to be in areas where these deer are so likely to be struck by oncoming traffic. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Um, I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, you think they would put deer crossings maybe, you know, in, you know, smaller towns, maybe during a, like at a, at a school crossing. That's, it would be a safer place for them to, to cross. Wait. You know, put the deer crossing sign. You know, deer crossings aren't telling deer that it's safe to cross there. It's just more of like an alert for drivers so they know it's like a high deer population. The government put the deer crossings there. They can direct the deer population anywhere they want to by moving that deer crossing sign. I mean, you know, why in the world would they place it on the highway or the interstate, you know? I mean, God, there are so many other places I can think of than... Put the deer crossing signs on, on busy highways and interstates. You seem to be under the misunderstanding that the deer are somehow attracted to the deer crossing sign. Well, well, yeah, the deer crossing sign is there to allow the deer, you know, that's where they need to cross. Right. And all these car accidents you had involved a deer after you would saw a deer crossing sign. Exactly. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to watch out for the deer, but... I mean, you know, speed limit's 55, 65. How am I supposed to, you know, you can't break really quick if, you you know, if the deer is crossing in that deer crossing area. So you'd like to see these signs move somewhere safer? Right. If we, yeah, if we can move them, like, don't put deer crossing signs on the interstate or, or freeways. You know, put them in uh, lower traffic areas. 
you know, somewhere where the speed limit, you know, a lot slower, uh-huh. you know, maybe small towns. I don't know. I think school crossings is a good idea. Well, listen, we will, um, yeah, I mean, you say you've tried to contact quite a few people about this. Right, yeah. I, I wrote, like, at least three or four letters. and We you know, will tried. spread the word, okay? We will try to kind of help you raise some awareness for this issue, okay? Oh, thank you. We need to move those deer crossing signs. We appreciate your comment this morning. All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> 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 Is that all? That's all. That's all? Yeah, but even that's all, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was rather hilarious. I noticed they mentioned uh, Minnesota in this, too. So uh, sometimes it pains me to think that there are some stupid people up here, too. Well, yeah, there are. I should just deal with it. Mm-hmm. So welcome back to Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. And... Oh my God! Lost my train of thought. Choo choo. So we'll we'll just say it's hour number two of the taxi stand hour and leave it at that, and tell you that from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon, and out there in Queens, New York, I think he's moved to a different floor here of the Radio TFI Tower. I could be mistaken, but it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. And once again, welcome aboard our new listeners, our old listeners, our in-between listeners. Our, uh, I just put on socks and my feet feel much warmer now. I'm, I'm rocking and ready to roll now. I went <sighs> through that whole first hour with bare feet, cold. And now my feet are pleasant. Is everybody are is everybody now sat ha, happy to know? I'm I'm happy to know that your feet are comfortable now. Would you like to? Because you know that was that was probably the first. Uh, that was probably the first thing on my mind this morning when I got behind this microphone. Is I wonder how Ed's feet are doing. No, well, thank you. I appreciate the concern. Yeah. So I promised you something, and I want to get to this first. I promised you something that is one of the best things I've heard. And I'm going to play this for you now. Unfortunately, it's only about 45 seconds. But I want you to take a listen to this. Unfortunately, it ends there. What do you think of that? That's nice. What, it, uh, did I miss something in that? It's not the Beatles. Well, of course not, no. It is uh, two young men in the New York City subway. Really? Re- it is. 
I, I, I mean, they just, they just play it. So I wish there was more. I wish there was more of it. And you find a lot of people playing in the New York City subway system. Mm-hmm. Subway systems all over, and uh, because of the acoustics and uh, you know trying to trying to make a dollar. These yeah, that you know I should have known though because it was just a tad bit echoey. But boy, oh boy, did they hit those harmonies oh, or they, what? Oh yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But mm-hmm. I should have known it was like something like in a subway or something along that line. What I want you to do now is tell me I undersold that. Oh, you undersold the hell out of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. No, they were absolutely fabulous. Add that to the cart there, Monsieur. Oh, it's it's going to be a permanent. Uh, we're going to find out more about them. I promise you. By the way, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, if you would like to be a part of the conversation here. So I understand that we are going to return we're going to return to our roots here. Well, we've never left our roots. We're going to return to our roots here, I guess. Well, come back in that direction. Maybe we'll let, let's preface that a little bit. So we got a little bit of in- industry news here. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm also trying to finish a donut. That I, I was going to say, don't you know it's rude to eat in front of people? Yeah, I do know that. So as, I, so as I said in the, uh, just before we went to break, uh, the California Public Utilities Commission said in an order Tuesday that drivers for Uber, Lyft, and other similar companies are now considered employees under AB5, the state's hotly debated new gig work law. Uh, TNC drivers are presumed to be employees, and the commission must ensure that TNCs comply with those requirements. Uh, Uber and Lyft criticized the ruling, saying it could hurt drivers' wages and pointing to a ballot measure they support that would revoke the law. Of course, because, and this is just me now, of course Uber and Lyft want nothing to do with any law, period. And that has been evident since day one. For those of you that were not around when all this started, this has been the constant if there's a law, Uber will sit there and go, oh, yes, we want to comply and do everything we can. And even when it's laws that, that they push for, they ignore them anyway. Yeah. Uh, and, and this falls into the uh, uh, small brown paper bag sacks of money being left on bus benches. Uh, you can't tell me that, look, everybody was uh, – was on the take there some years ago, which led to the eventual demise of near demise of the taxi industry. And, uh, and Chip Lamarca, I'm talking about you talking to you chipster who blocks me and has for years, former Broward County commissioner who, uh, was about to foreclose on his home, uh, have his home foreclosed on when Uber showed up in town. And suddenly not only was Chip able to, pay off his house not catch up pay off his house yeah money to spare yeah good for him good no for hell him. i i will hey as much as i have been lambasting jacob fry the now mayor of uh, minneapolis uh about his connection in bringing uh being instrumental in bringing uber and lyft into the twin cities 
And I contend, too, that that's why he had a nice little war chest mm -hmm. uh, in order to run for mayor of the city. Uh, by the way, how do you like your job now there, uh, Jacob? Yep. I, I shouldn't say that. He, he has, you know, all, all credit due. He's done a, a really good job in this circumstance, under the circumstances here in uh, Minneapolis. But uh, at least he didn't block me. Good Lord. No, no. Well, the chipster. We can talk about yeah. that another time. Uh, anyway, uh -huh. continuing on with this story. A Lyft spokesperson, by the way, this is from Business Insider, this story. Uh, a spokes Lyft spokesperson said, forcing them to be employees will have horrible economic consequences for California at the worst possible time. Uber remains committed to expanded benefits and protections to drivers, which, uh, which <laughs> you've hold all on, heard. Hold on, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, hold go on. ahead. I got the same problem. <laughs> yeah, yep, 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 yep. Think of the boy that cried wolf, okay? So you can only hear it so many times, okay? We're here to, uh, we're here to help, right? They committed to expanded benefits and protections to its drivers. I just had to repeat that because I can promise you that is not happening. If California regulators force rideshare companies, and there's that word again, it's not rideshare. Yeah, who are they sharing a ride with? Right. At best, it's ride hell. Uh, rideshare companies to change their business model. It could potentially risk our ability to provide reliable and affordable services along with threatening accents to this essential work Californians depend on. You mean the guys that are working for four bucks an hour? You know, I, was, those... I was just going to say, when you said when you said something in there about it would only go to hurt their wages, some of a bitch they can't get any worse than they are now. That, that is, that is it, correct. It, and unless the drivers start paying uber and lyft for the privilege of right driving these people i mean right. that's the only way it could get any worse for them you know uh, any number of us said at the beginning of all this uh, at least i was saying it when uber and lyft first started oh everybody can be a taxi driver and guess what the one thing people did oh people were running out and buying priuses 15 dollars cars and and all that, mm -hmm. a couple of couple of things they forgot. One is maintenance. Two is insurance, real insurance. Three, you're never going to get your money back out of that car. By the way, there's a reason taxi companies don't buy new cars. Oh, because you you you, the value is sucked dry. Uh, and I know there's people in this position have been in this position with Uber and Lyft. Uh, I know somebody personally that despite warnings and despite uh, being told this, went out, brought a brand new Prius, six years of payments. And I had told him, I said, you don't want to buy new because you'll be upside down in that car. And when you dry it off the lot for one not, thing. Not only that, but now take it back to the dealership in two years. And say so you want to trade it in for something else. They're going to look at you and laugh. You're coming in with a car with 140, 150,000 miles on it. We'll give you a yeah. hundred bucks for it. Oh, and by the way, you still have four years of payments on it. 
That, you know, and it, and listen, for those who didn't know, and I've admitted it here before, I had to try it. I had to, I did it more out of curiosity. And just because my buddy over there to my left said, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, he said. But look, you know, hey, I am one of the, hey, you never, I have to find out things for myself. Now, I am lucky that it didn't take me long. I had, before I started doing this, I had 35 and a half, 36 years of taxi driving experience under my belt. So I, ah, what the hell? So I tried it. It didn't, it didn't take me long. Did not take me long to figure out that there's no way. There is no way this is worth it. I put fifth driving my vehicle as a taxi. And by the way, it's kind of a hybrid taxi. A majority of my work is contract work. So my vehicle doesn't look anything like your traditional taxi cab. But I put 50,000 miles on it, on the vehicle as it is. I well, I was doing Uber and Lyft. I was on a pace to add at least another 20,000 miles extra, including that, or besides that, uh, I was at, basically to make a long story short, I was on a pace to be putting 70,000 miles per year on that car. 50 is bad enough, but at least with the taxi industry, I am making enough money to be able to do regular maintenance, to cover do the things I cover, expenses. yeah, cover my, yeah, exactly. Which and, is the, the uh, point. I, I'm sorry. The point I'm getting is that most people didn't realize that going in. Also, remember oh. at the beginning, Lyft and Uber were paying crazy money to people. At at first, yeah, crazy money. So of course, uh, it made sense. And again, we all warned they're not. It's not going to last forever. It can't last See, forever. Yeah. I never got, I got into it after all, all of that. Yeah. The, the money was already starting to come down. Right. It's ridiculous now. And now it's even more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me, let me finish this story now. Well, go ahead, sir. Uh, so Uber and Lyft have been required to abide by certain labor regulations such as, oh, I'm sorry, have not been required to abide by certain labor regulations such as minimum wage or pay payroll taxes for those workers, which feed into programs like unemployment insurance. That's right. That's right. They have not, you know, but they want it both ways. So wrapping up here, Uber and Lyft have so far refused to reclassify drivers under AB5, leaving city attorneys general from Los Angeles, San Francisco, and San Diego to sue the companies to force them to comply with the law. More than 4,000 drivers across the state have also taken action by filing 1 billion, and that's billion with a B, baby, uh, one billion dollars worth of back wage claims. Uh, so, you know that's this is good to hear. The uh, look, what Uber has spent in legal fees alone over the years could have. Uh, this wasn't a horrible idea from the start. That could have been worked around with uh, with taxi companies and all that. And and I will admit, while I'm no fan of Dara the K. 
it was Travis Lecay that was the uh, the nitwit in all this. Although, who am I calling a nitwit? He uh, he walked away with over a billion dollars. So oh sure. So who am I to who am I to say? Uh, so let's see in in a in a connected story, and this is from our good friends at the San Francisco Chronicle. Can I? Can I pause you just for one happy second? You make it a miserable second for all I care. We just, uh, I just got a, a reply from our friend Shalada, who said, love listening to you guys. Ah, oh, you're sweet, Shalada. We, we appreciate that. We appreciate Oh, that. my goodness. My heart just melted just right then and there. You're smitten, aren't you? But I'm also a realist. <laughs> Well, you can a, be... I'm a, 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 I'm a married man, and B, Does... she has a husband that could probably dust me off in about it... 35 seconds. So. <laughs> Smitten is not always where your mind went into the gutter. No, no, it didn't go into the gutter. It really did not go into the gutter on that, honest to God. But you can, you're can, you smitten with her. Just just admit it. Doesn't, I there's... admire her. Okay. Let, me, let me say it that way. I'll I take admire that. her. I'll take that, Okay. It, there's nothing wrong with being smitten. It's just that, you know, I like, it means I like being around a person. I like seeing that person. I think you're yeah. cute as a yeah. bug. Anyway, thanks again, Shaletta. <laughs> we, we appreciate it. I, uh, I'm, I'm becoming a bigger fan of yours than, than I was two weeks, a week and a half ago. And uh, once again, thank you for joining us on our little, in our little dark little corner of the internet. Uh, we're doing our best here. Uh, anyway, so uh, where was I? Oh, from the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, ride hail companies must get workers' compensation coverage for drivers by July 1st. Uh, oh, yeah. And Soul Cab and Taxi Dave out there in Sacramento and all those guys out there were all talking about this the other day. And while I don't have, I, I didn't bring all their tweets out. Uh, uh, any of you guys want to contact us during the week, we're, we're going to reach out to you guys to, to try and get some comments and, and to, and to try to get some, uh, you know, in brief audio statements, uh, or updates about what's going on out there. But, uh, you, you guys are doing a great job, but this, again, this is from the Chronicle, uh, in a recent letter to ride hailing companies, uh, the CPUC said they must get workers' compensation coverage for their drivers by July 1st. Uh, for now, they're presumed to be employees, and the commission must ensure that TNC's compliance with those requirements that are applicable to the employees of an entity subject to commission's jurisdiction. Uh, uh, let's see. There's... Yeah, there's a lawsuit by the state and the three cities to force the companies to reclassify an upcoming ballot measure sponsored by Uber, Lyft, and other gig companies uh, would exempt their drivers from AB5. Lawsuits by drivers seeking reclassification and a lawsuit by Uber and Postmates seeking to halt enforcement of AB5 against them because Uber has never believed that any law applies, applies to, to them. Uh, let's see. We got two more quick stories here. Uh, this, this remind from C- me. I got. I want to come back to that story just a little bit. But go ahead. All right. Uh, this is from CNN. Uh, 
Uber was trying to buy Grubhub. And apparently a European, Netherlands-based, my motherland, by the way, that's my motherland, called JustEatTakeaway.com has struck a deal with Grubhub, basically telling Grubhub told Uber, you know what they told him? See ya! (laughs) I I can't do that as well as you can. No, no, you can't. (laughs) Uh, Uber reportedly approached Grubhub earlier this year with an acquisition offer. And I guess they were dancing around each other. Uh, let's see. With skyrocketing demand for del- delivery during the coronavirus pandemic, Uber's meal service, Uber Eats, has been viewed as a bright spot for the company at a time when its core ride-hailing business has declined due to people increasingly staying home. Shortly well, of after, course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shortly after the reports about Uber and Grubhub, Democrat Senators A.B. Klobu. Klobu, Klobu. Are you you attempting to be funny there? (laughs) Amy Klobuchar, Patrick Leahy, Richard Blumenthal, and Cory Booker wrote a letter urging the Department of Justice and the FTC to, quote, monitor the negotiations, unquote, and to, quote, initiate an investigation if the parties reach an agreement to merge. In other words, everybody knows don't trust Uber with anything. Exactly. Don't trust them as as far as they cast a shadow. That's too far. You've trusted them too far. By the way, they should, uh, I think that Uber should really be paying a little closer attention to why their, uh, why their numbers are down slightly and why Uber Eats seems to be uh, uh, taking the lead here for them. Uh, I will tell you something here. I have never in the last, uh, Jesus, I'd I'd say in the last month, month and a half or so, Mm -hmm. our private peg is, you know, either cash or credit card business has actually increased. I would, I would have to say at, at a point almost doubled. Now, I'm just speaking for our company, so I don't know what's going on around the rest of the industry. But our cash business, private pay business, has increased and increased substantially. So maybe Uber doesn't want to admit it, but maybe for whatever reason, maybe the Ubers aren't as readily available as they used to be. I I can't tell you why. But all of a sudden, hey, we're getting kind of Flushing cash business, and a lot of the drivers don't know what the hell to do with themselves. To tell you the truth, yeah. Well, well, that's good news for uh, for you guys. And I, you know, look, I think the end is near here for Uber. Anyway, let's finish up. In a statement Wednesday afternoon, Uber spokesman Who Cares said, "Like ride sharing, the food delivery industry will need consolidation in order to reach its full potential for consumers and restaurants." That doesn't mean we are interested in doing any deal at any price with any player. Liar. That's exactly what it means. Uh, Uber, in particular, was not afraid to lose billions to expand into new markets and categories. Now, one of the reasons that Uber is going to go down the tubes as far as Uber Eats goes is the massive amount of money they charge restaurants to be part of the service. Now, we've talked discussed this on the show before. Uh 
our good pal, Queen of All Hacks, Christine Hubbard, up there in, in Toronto, Canada, eh, at Beck Taxi. They're doing food delivery, flat rates. My old uh, my old company down in Broward County, Yellow Cab, they're doing it. Uh, they've expanded out to delivery. Uh, restaurants keep the customer. Look, the customer is paying the same amount. This is just a question of how it's distributed. The restaurant gets to keep uh, their money. They don't have to pay the 30, 35% that Uber insists on. I mean, the food industry is a, is a tight margin to, to begin with. And uh, Uber doesn't make it any easier. People are losing money being part of Uber Eats. They could technically, they could pay their own damn uh, employees to deliver food probably at uh, a better profit margin than than going with Uber Eats or any of the the other services. One of the things they're looking at is the exposure. You get on a Grubhub or an Uber Eats or that kind of thing. You've got more exposure. But then you have you have to look at it, which a lot of restaurants are now going, is it worth it? Right. Is it actually worth I'm losing money, especially now in the pandemic? It's not like you're making this up with your walk-in or your sit-down business. There's no place to make this up. So uh, our final little Uber story of the day, this is from TechCrunch. Apparently, Uber has agreed to pay a $4.4 million fine to settle a 2017 charge from the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission pertaining to sex discrimination and retaliation. Quote, Uber permitted a culture of sexual harassment and retaliation against individuals, against individuals who complained about such harassment, uh, the EEOC wrote. Uh, and all this happened, most of it under the leadership of who? Travis Decay. Travis Decay. So, uh, as part of the settlement, Uber will divvy up $4.4 million to anyone who the EEOC determines experienced sexual harassment and or retaliation at Uber after January 1st, 2014. There's a lot of stories that come out about, about them. And this, this isn't even uh, passengers that have had problems. This is just actual for real employees. Uber also agreed to establish a system to identify employees who have been the subject of more than one harassment complaint, as well as identify managers who have not responded to sexual harassment concerns in a timely manner. Uh, it was it was frat boy heaven when Travis Decay was there, apparently. Uh, I, I mean, it was no holds barred. I, 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 oh, I perish to think. This is a guy that needs a good punch in the throat. There's no question about it. Uh, now, a claims administrator will send notices to every female employee who worked at Uber at any point, at any point between January 1st, 2014, and June 30th of last year. If that's you, you'll be able to respond to that notice to make your claim. The EEOC will then determine who is eligible for monetary relief. I mean, it's something, and it's great, and it's good. And I know it's not about the money for, I would say, predominantly women involved. But uh, it's this company has gotten away with so much, so much. The amount of, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't even go into how much heartache they have caused 
straight up and down the line from drivers to their own employees. There, there's nobody that hasn't, unless you're one of their top managers, uh, you're one of those five people that are sharing, I think it's $149 million in salaries and benefits a year, or nine people, something like that. You're, uh, you're, you're treated like, like dog poop. Dog poop gets treated better. At least there's laws against uh, regarding what you have to do with dog poop. Uh, no one is safe at Uber, whether you're a driver, whether you're a, uh, they had initially hired a lot of people to work customer service, call centers, all the while setting it up to ship all that work overseas. Like many, many, many companies do, which I vehemently disagree with, because if I'm spending my money in the U.S. on a product here in the U.S., I really want to see U.S. residents, citizens, getting those jobs. Look, the people over in India, the Philippines, wherever, you, I, I, I look, I'm sorry. That's, I, I don't usually go the America first route, but. I'm all for keeping it, keeping that, you know, look, it, it's U.S., it's American work, and that should stay here, not to mention the fact I, I, could, I could go on and on, I won't, so, so that's our transportation roundup, if you'd like to give us a call, talk about something, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, you can reach us on the Twitter, at Taxi Stand Hour, of course, Carrier Pigeons, send it along, we got the coop open on the roof, Calling from a payphone, call collect. We will accept the call. We will embrace you. Uh, John will be back with us momentarily. He, uh, this was pre-planned. He's, he's got some, uh, some, some things going on at home right now. So we're going to carry on without him. While we're waiting for John, we want to hear from our uh, our opposition correspondent, Brent who's going to talk to us about, uh, we got a couple of topics from Brent. We're going to start off with them about talking about guns and cartoons. So I just seen on Fox News that on HBO Max, they're not going to let Elmer Fudd have guns no more, and that pisses me off. What I mean, what on flat earth is going on? How dare HBO do more to prevent gun violence than Congress has in a long time? It's like HBO, it's like HBO knows that when all these kids go back to school, they're going to see a lot more guns there, so why show it to them at home? And mark my words, it ain't duck season, and it ain't wabbit season, because it's gun season. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to take all our guns, and as a card-carrying member of the NRA, I know a gun grab when I see one. These cartoons is history. You need to leave them alone. It wasn't enough that they wanted to make the Little Mermaid black. What's next? Are they going to take the Mammy character out of Tom and Jerry? That sounds pretty racist to me. Are they, are they going to make Pepe Le Pew not a sexual predator? Are they going to me too, Pepe Le Pew? I don't think so. I'm done. That's right. I'm a grown man boycotting cartoons. I'm done. With you, HBO Max, I if I could afford it, I would have canceled my subscription a long time ago. I'm more of a Disney Plus man myself. At least they had the balls to put Song of the South on there. What? They didn't put Song of the South on there. I'm done.
Walt Disney would be rolling over in his grave if they hadn't have frozen his ass. Our opposition caller, Brent Terhoon, uh, we thank you very much. By the way, you can follow him on Twitter. He's very funny. We've got something else from Brent uh, we're going to play in a few minutes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, HBO Max uh, has pulled Gone with the Wind. Now, I've only ever seen that movie once, and uh, I never really paid much attention to it. Of course, we all know the famous line. At the end, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Uh, and that's not what's, well, that was a big thing in 1939. That was a huge thing to use the word damn. Now, you hear worse than that on nightly television, on network television, but that's neither here nor there. So, so HBO Max has, has decided that they have to, they're pulling that back. And I guess they want to be able to write something and and put a disclaimer on it that says well well you know we're not we're not racist and and we know some of this is bad in here and it glorifies this but it's still an academy award-winning movie uh i think it won the first best picture or something like that i, I think 39 was the first was that the first year of the oscars i know wizard of oz was the same year boy you want to you want to talk about getting into some uh some crazy stuff stuff that should ought to be looked at uh, young girl and her three henchmen go on a murder spree. I mean, that's really the description of it. Uh, but that's that's okay. You got singing munchkins and flying monkeys. Uh, so it, it, you got to wonder, and I don't have any uh, prepared bit here. I'm just wondering myself what at what point do we uh, do we say. You know, what else are we going to pull? Now, I don't want to see anybody's feelings get hurt. I don't want to see, I don't like to see gratuitous uh, gratuitous use of, of racial remarks, or especially the N-word. I've actually fired people for it. I've had friends of mine that use the word, and uh, I wouldn't, I make no bones about it. Please don't use the word in front of me. I don't want to be, I don't want to be anywhere near the word. For any number of reasons, I, I don't want to be associated with. It's not my thing. I don't use it. Uh, it's obviously it's very toxic, but I mean, don't we also have to think about the culture that we're in at any given time, as far as uh, as when these movies are made? And again, not not. Uh, not forgiving anybody for any of the gratuitous stuff, but uh, some of it is just, you know, it's there. It's these things happen. Uh, what do you do about a movie like uh, Black Klansman, which I want to see. I haven't seen that yet, but I did see an interview with the gentleman uh, whose life it was based on. Uh, so, so yeah, let's, you know, and John's back with us now. Hello, John. John hasn't unmuted himself yet, but... Well, I was going to take a nice big squirt of water. Oh, I thought maybe I had to give you a cookie or something to get you to come on the air. Well, <laughs> hey, listen, if I'm going to start selling myself, it ain't going to be for cookies. Really? You got to start somewhere, right. pal. We gotta, <laughs> take your swig of water. Take your swig of water. We're, uh, but now that we're... T just to... Uh, that was my little bridge 
to get us back to our opposition uh, correspondent, Brent. And now he's going to talk a little bit about the Confederate flag. So I just seen on Fox News that NASCAR is not going to let their fans fly the Confederate flag at their races no more. And that pisses me off. That flag is history. You need to leave it alone. It's heritage, not hate. It just so happens that my heritage is hate. And I'm like Linus from Charlie Brown. And that treason rag is my security blanket. And I don't feel safe if I can't have it. And how is it a symbol of hate in the first place? Just because it was a flag of a group of people who went to war to fight for their right to keep another group of people as property and treat them as subhuman? I don't think so. You, you're just giving into PC culture, NASCAR. Shame on you. I can't watch no more football. They're taking the Confederate monuments out of the park by my house that I just learned we had and all of a sudden care deeply about. And then there's you, NASCAR. You traitors. You Benedict Arnold. You need to leave politics out of it and stop making me question my morals. Unless it's Donald J. Trump driving around the track at the Daytona 500 earlier this year. You need to leave politics out of it. All of you, I wish all these bands would just shut up about politics and play their songs about politics. Stop making me think about stuff. So today, I'm going to raise my emotional support beer to you, NASCAR, because I'm done. And you're going to need this once all us fans boycott you. I'm done. And to all my fellow ex-NASCAR fans, I'm sorry for your loss. And I'll see you at the Brickyard 400 in July. And as always, fuck the NFL and go Coats. <coughs> Brent, our opposition correspondent. A double shot of him today, so it's been a good day for us. John, uh, you had something you wanted to talk about. Uh, well... Here's the here's the dealio here. You know, about AB5. I hate to say it, it because first off, I'm laughing I'm laughing my ass off over this because all that Uber and Lyft are are just a high-tech gypsy cab service. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Nothing more, nothing less. It's a dispatch system. That's all it is. It's a dispatch system. So in essence, and again, I'm all for AB5 because I'm all for anything that can knock Uber and Lyft on their ass. Mm. But I'm going to, at the risk of somebody from the California Assembly or somebody in higher up places there in California listening. You mean like I'm right. They're right. It is. All drivers, anybody that does the line of work that we do in any variance or any form of legality is an independent contractor. I'm sorry. It's the What I am the biggest fear that I have with AB45 is that did I say 45? You did. You're thinking of Trump because you love him. He's your boyfriend. No, actually, I was thinking about the Colt 45s who are going to be on 
on uh, the. Oh, uh, nice save! Nice save! That was that. That was that diving catch, sliding uh, across center field. Man, that was. Man, I give, I give, I give you, I give you props on that. I give you a couple of. Man, a boy. No, but what I'm afraid of with AB5 is, is that they're going to try to turn the tables and uh, make that uh, apply also to taxi drivers. I'm not talking about the the taxi drivers who are. Uh, independent contractors who were just working off their own business and off of street hails and what have you. I'm talking about the taxi drivers who work, who are working for dispatch companies because that's basically what Uber and Lyft are, are dispatch companies. Well, they're also piles of shit, but they're also dispatch companies. And look, I hope it goes, I hope that every legal action, legislative action, like they're trying to uh, compose a bill now to uh, to get that reversed. Uh, I, I hope that all that goes down into a flaming heap because I don't want, I want to see Uber and Lyft put out of business. And it will put them out of business. Unfortunately, it will all if it gets applied to taxi companies, it'll also put taxi cab company, taxi cab dispatch services out of business. They tried that at one point in time, the taxi industry did. I'm sure you remember that. What's that? It, well, it's making uh, drivers accountable. You know, they turned in their books every well, day. That, they turned, I, I that, never, I, I never worked under that system. I'm aware of neither it. Neither did I. As a matter of fact, I, I do when I said you should remember it, but uh, no, I'm gonna, I, I go ahead. Uh, look, first off, I'm not certain, but I believe the AB5 does not apply to taxi drivers in California. I'll, I'll have to get uh, clarification. We'll have to get cab or somebody like that to help right. us with that. And. But that being said, presuming that's what it is. Now, there are other other uh, professions that are affected by it, truck drivers and uh, waitresses, not waitresses, hair salon workers. Uh, but this was aimed at, there's no question about it. Nobody makes any bones about it. It was aimed at Uber and Lyft. Now, keep in mind, all right, Uber and Lyft, they want to be treated separately. So this is California saying, fine, we're going to treat you separately. Now you want to you don't want to be a taxi company. You swear up and down you're not a taxi company. Well, if you're not a taxi company, then they're not independent contractors. Now are they? They work for you. You decide when they can work. You you decide their their pay schedule. You decide when something's surging or not. You take money from the, you know, there's a lot of things Uber does where they act like an employer. If you're going to act like an employer, we're going to treat you like an employer. Okay. If you want to treat, if you want to treat your, uh, your drivers as employees, then you're going to go the full route, which means unemployment insurance. That means taxes. Remember Uber doesn't pay a penny of tax anywhere in the world. Okay. So let's, let's stop right there. Once you get them paying taxes, 
pretty much the rest of it is moot because that'll just drive them right out of business. That'll, that'll send them uh, scurrying for the little, the little rat holes that they came out of. Uh, and unfortunately, well, maybe now we're starting to get some politicians, but nobody's had the spine or the bank account to stand up to them. Everybody stood there with their hand out when Uber showed up. Oh, those dirty taxi cabs. Oh, my goodness. Yet, for how many, how many decades did, they stand, did these politicians stand there every year with registration fees for cabs and medallion fees and license fees for drivers that had to be paid every year? For what? what and what did you do for us when it came time? When we needed you there, you were, those laws were set up not only to protect consumers, but to protect us. And you all folded, all folded like mm -hmm. chairs in a high school auditorium. You did not care that literally millions or hundreds of thousands of taxi drivers were negatively affected. And we've gone through this. Well, we've gone through my little story and all that. I won't bore anybody with it again. But mm -hmm. no, no, nobody seemed to care then. I say tough Nuggies. And by the way, some of the other people affected by this are also people that used Uber and looked down on the cab drivers, your truck drivers, your hair salon people, everybody else that's crying that they're affected by AB5. Well, you didn't give a rat's behind about us, okay? And this is what happens. You let one roach in the door. I pre You see one roach, I promise you, there's more than one. So you wanted Uber and Lyft in the party? Fine, you got them now. What's the other one? Uh, lie down with dogs, expect fleas. Well, there exactly. you go. There you go. If you thought you were going to come out of this smelling like a rose, other industries, well, guess what? Take a good hard look at the taxi industry and look at what they did to us. And we're going to come out of this. We are coming out of this. John, you're, you're, you were uh, relaying the story earlier in the hour. We are going to come out of this, but uh, not without battle scars. My goodness. We have people dead, dead, as a direct result of Uber and Lyft. So, me personally, I don't care what kind of effect. Uh, cab drivers are not Uber drivers. Uber drivers are not cab drivers. They've made that perfectly clear. I agree with you, John. Taxi drivers are independent contractors. And that's part of the beauty of the business. But you, know what, but you know what part of the business is, too? You have a marked vehicle. Okay, and you you have gone through vetting. You are insured. You've been fingerprinted. You've been background checked. You've gone through all of these things. It cost me seven hundred bucks in a couple of weeks to get my New York City hack license. Uh, granted, here in New York City, TNC drivers have to have the same license, but this is the only place. But that's what I had to go through. Uh, sure, I could drive yellow. I can drive green. I can drive. Uh, Uber, well, I can't drive for Uber and Lyft. They want no part of me, which is <laughs> I wonder why. Oh, no, I've, I I burned that bridge down and I did it laughing. Uh, <laughs> but this is what they want. Uh, and, and, and I've got no sympathy for these drivers either. You went out and bought cars. That's a pig and a poke, man. You've got no guarantees. You You know, look. Yes, and in the taxi business, there's no guarantees either. But, but at least you know what it is you're up against. You you've got 
you know, you've got the back, well, not, maybe not the backing of the city, but, you know, people know who you are. They can flag you down. They can, uh, and they know just by looking at you, even if they don't know it, know it. Something, uh, they're aware somewhere that this is insured, this is, you've gone through training. This is in the old days of the cab business where you showed up and said, give me a cab, here's 20 bucks, and you take out a cab for 12 hours. And God only knew who you were getting in the car with. Those days are gone, and thank goodness. That's what mm-hmm. it was kind of, it was almost like that when I started. You got your hack license beyond that, eh, here you go. Knock them dead. But, uh... Do I feel bad for? No, no, no. They're employees. You want to, if that's how they want to treat them, then that's how you treat them. You don't tell them when they can work, when they can't work. Okay. And this is what they do, especially in a, uh, like, like here in New York, I'm in a cab. I want to go out and take my cab out. I take my cab out. I'm taking a shot. Now, nah, maybe there's a lot of cabs out today. Maybe the the work, maybe it's slim pickings. Maybe it's not, but. Mm. Ah, tapping out. Oh, oh, you're tapping out. I see. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to, I was on another page right here and I wasn't, I didn't, couldn't see what was going on. So uh. <laughs> I, I pulled in for a pit stop. I need gas for the last couple of laps. And I think you got plenty of gas, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> So, real quick again, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you want to spend the last couple of minutes we have here uh, uh, with us here, operators are standing by. Yeah, ain't that the truth? (laughs) (laughs) But no, the only—that's my only fear. Because oh no, you know what? I'm going to say something else here instead. Forget that. Go ahead. My little personal emergency bat turn. Oh, oh. <laughs> emergency bat There you go. <sighs> I have a little message for those <coughs> of you cab drivers out there who uh, who still support Trump, support the Republican Party. Uh Look, I'm not saying that any politician has really been been our friends uh, through the inception. Like I said before, uh, Mayor Jacob Fry, about as liberal as you can get. And so nobody, no politician has really been on our side when this all started before this, you know, before it became a catastrophe. But now there are a few politicians. You mentioned uh, my girl, Amy. Who? Trying to, yeah, okay, whatever. Bernie Sanders has questioned uh, uh, Uber and Lyft's practices. Elizabeth Warren has, cra- uh, um, uh, has questioned their practices. I got to get my girl to stop using them, too. AOC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. At least we've had, uh, at least on the Democratic side, we've had a few. So, my my friends, and you know who you are, I'd like you to come up and, and 
come up with a Republican, any Republican, who has questioned Uber, any Republican, I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah. I'll, I'll sit here and wait. And anybody? Bueller? <laughs> yeah, but again, John, the same people that you just mentioned are have actively used Uber in their campaigns. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I would just like to, I would just like to, I'd love to see Ted Cruz or Mitch McConnell. Of course, they ride around limousines. They would. Ted, Ted Cruz. Look, he, <laughs> don't even get me started on Ted Cruz. And Mitt Romney wouldn't, wouldn't know what a taxi looked like if it bit him. No, you're right. But so at least now I'd like to see more. You're right about AOC. Yeah. You know, maybe she said, I'm not going to make excuses for her, but AOC is at the right age where she might not even know what a taxi is. Well, she puts a dagger in my heart when she does. No, she was a bartender. I promise you she knows what a taxi is. Yeah. She was she was a bartender, but yeah, I, I mean that it's an excuse. Well, you know she's at that age, and, and you're not entirely wrong. I had the same thought before you mentioned it, but uh, they're all guilty of it. They've all used it, and uh, it, it's you know it's it's the old story. Nobody cares about the cab drivers until they need us. Yeah, okay? exactly. Until, and maybe that's what we're going through here in Minnesota. Well, we used to have, uh, very quickly, in the little time we have left, uh, we had nightclubs back in the day when I worked nights, and uh, it, it'd be like pulling teeth. They would call a cab for somebody, and we'd show up and, you know, get ourselves in position, and, and we'd get chased away by the valets, the doormen, and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody call. Well, we don't care. Go away. But yet, let them get a, a problem drunk out the door. Oh, dude, look. We and they're banging all the for cabs. No, no. Then it's like, can you do us a favor? Do you a favor? You chase me out of here five nights a week. Yeah, I'll take the guy. I'm going to take him anyway. It's got nothing to do with you. But now suddenly I'm your best pal. Now the next, and the next time you go back, same thing. We used to have a club. You had to drive around their little parking lot. And then you had to go past the valet stand that was on your right. The front door was on the left. Very, very narrow driveway with an overpass, overhang. Uh-huh. And they all knew when we got there that somebody had called. There was a, a receptionist right inside. I, I spoke to them a couple of times. I said, look, you see us pull in. Why not just stick your head in the door? Well, you can go in. Fine. I would lock the cab up and go inside. Dude, you got to move your cab. Well, which is it? You want me to move the cab? Somebody called. Somebody wants to not drive home. Figure it out. By the way, by the way, those particular people yes. here in Minnesota and other places in which I've driven cab yes. are official members of the John Shannon Kiss My Ass Club. I went about, I, I, I just walked right by him. Hey, you got to move your car. You got to move your cab. See you in a minute. Kept all walking. Didn't even engage it. Gotcha. So that music that it's time to say goodbye. So goodbye. No. <laughs> From the Grading Book TFI Northern Command Studio. I'm John Shannon. 
and I got the money. See ya!